So we're starting a third mimer in Samachay. Anoicha, Anoichi, who Moishe, Moishe, Lamani. Okay, as I said just now, um, essentially, when you go with a Hemshech, the Rebbe has an idea of what he wants to bring out. And he then puts a beginning that has something to do with the parasha or something to do with the time, and an end that has something to do with the time. Right? But that's not what we're going to be talking about. So in order to begin a mimer in the middle of a hemshech, you look in the first paragraph, and then you look down and you say, it says about uh, eight lines down, to understand all this, we have to first preface it with what we discussed before. Now, he then gives about two or three lines of a conclusion from the last par- from the last mimer, and then we move forward. Okay? So... No. What is what for? No, it has nothing to do with the mimer. Because uh, Hemshech is a teaching of Hasidis about a certain topic that we're discussing. Right? Nothing that we talked about basically in the last uh, month has anything to do with Rosh Hashanah. Right? And this is not going to have really much to do with Shabbos Chuba either. So that's, that's what it is. Okay. First, we have to preface it with what we discussed before. Right? This is the last thing we've been discussing. There are three different levels. Right? The person who is a mutva, who's a nihi person, a murgash, which is a chagas person, and a muskal, which is a person that has that his intellect is able to to impact his uh, emotions. When he's called the mutvahu shamidos chagas hein behelam, so now he explains, right? A mutva is someone whose midos of chagas are concealed. Bahativa levad, right? In the in, in the way he's minted alone, right? But he's right, and then he says, uvehis galus raknehi levar. Levad, excuse me. And the only thing that is being revealed is the Nehi part of him, right? The part that says, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do the other thing. Or you could say it a little bit differently. You could say that the Nehi part of it is what is stamped in, right? That's what, that's what he is. Like it's a natural frumkite, that a person is a Kabbalist, all like this is who he is. Yeah, we're on page half of the old of the old books. You don't know, you don't have, you don't want to go get it, grab a book. Shemutba benavsho inyan kiyuma mitzvahs vehu inyan tamim b'maisav. And like we said the last you know few days, which is the mutba is a mutba benavsho that that's how his soul is made, and he just does whatever he needs to do. He does the mitzvahs. He does exactly what he's supposed to be doing. This is what it is. <clears throat> That's a hard decide. Alright, so what you just said here is basically like three a sikum of the of the last three pages. Short. Yeah. So this is like this is how all the other like Rebbein wrote. Like this. this is how it is with a hemshech. Yes, exactly. Now, going forward, remember we talked about it, that the majority of people are not nihi people. The majority of people are not this type of person. What is nihi? Shalom. We've missed you for like a week and a half. We'll be kedai to listen to, to the recordings. So, 
as we've been talking about, the Nahi person is a person that just does what he's supposed to do. He's not a very deep person in terms of understanding, in terms of emotions, in terms of... You tell him to do what... Look, put on tefillin every day. <coughs> okay? That's what I'm supposed to do. That's what I'll do. Wake up in the morning and say, Moda'ani. Why? He never asked the question, why? <coughs> because this is what his father told him to do. That's it. Right? That's a, that's a, that's the story. Oh, right, like that's it. What? You don't have too many. You don't have too many of these types of people. You could find them every once in a while. That, but for the most part, most of the people that that we run into are not like that. Most of the people are the Morgash person, as we're going to describe now. It says like this: That whole thing is a mutba. That's the level of nehi. If you can't find it, just come sit down. Whatever. Says like this: A morgash is the idea of chagas. Like the party says, Sham. That he has midos that are felt in the heart. Because chagas is not only about action. These are the main part of the Midos. What he wants, what he doesn't want. Yeah? Oh, right? The Midah of Chesed. The Midah of Chesed, the Midah of Rachamim, right? The Midah of kindness, the Midah of, of, of compassion. So he makes himself kind to another person, he makes himself feel compassionate to another person. Oh, midas haroyges, or a person gets angry. Vahagvura, lis katsev, to be like aggravated or annoyed. Lis achsa, to be cruel, etc. So, what we're talking about here is the normal person. What? what? To be cruel. So, the idea here is like this most of us are being run by our midas all day long, for the good and for the bad. Right? Our amidos are throwing us around this way, left, right, and center. Right? What we're missing is a mayach shalat alalev. That's what's missing here. Right? So a person all of a sudden reacts. He's reactionary. He gets angry. He gets happy. He gets compassionate. He gets this. He gets that. And this is like the roller coaster of life. Going up and down and up and down and up and down. So this is this style of person. Now this is talking about 90-something percent of the people in the world are like this. Okay? But this is not the goal, right? This is definitely not the goal. This is what causes, on the one hand, he could be so happy one second and so depressed the next second, then so angry, and then it's so this and so that. This is not what we're, we're supposed to be holding in a, in a, hopefully a much greater level than this, right? So the question is how to get to that greater level. What does a greater level look like? The greater level looks like a person who has mayach shalat alalev, that his brain is able to control these emotions, not to limit them necessarily, but to direct them. That's the idea here. The idea of directing the emotions. And in that way, he's able to really, uh, so to speak, live a life that is going to be in a much higher state of being, where he's not just run around like the, with, by the animal inside of him. So the question is basically how to get there. So in order to understand how to get there, we have to understand what it is. And then we have to understand what the goal is, and then we can understand how are we supposed to get to the goal.
Okay, so this is what we're going to be discussing. So in bringing out the, the mutba, he basically spent about one page talking to about, maybe two pages, maybe a page and a half, something like that. Because that is not the norm. And we're bringing it more as a contrast to this person. Similarly, when we get to the muskal, which is ultimately the goal, right? He's also going to speak about it for a page or a page and a half because that's not the majority of the people. The majority of the people are right here. So this he's going to talk about for like whatever, 10 pages or something like that, right? So we have to really dissect what this is and we have to dissect how we can get out of this. Got it? Good, let's go. So it says like this. So this level... Oh, or me to see spirus. Spirus means like a show off, like a, like he wants to, you know, like he's like, like uh, yeah, like he wants to show himself off. Lechina zunikra yinika. So this level is known as the yinika, right? Because when we said that in the Kabbalistic terminology, we talk about three terms: ibur, which is the baby in the mother's stomach; yinika, which is a nursing child; and ibur yinika and meichim, right? Those are the three levels. In the way we describe it, in uh, it, uh, with regards to the way the part is described, is, is a mutba, a murgash, and a muskal. But it's talking about the same thing. The kamosh havlat bizman ha just like the baby when the time when it's nursing from his mother. Harikfar midos galus. It already is expressing his midos, right? You see, with the baby, it's not this like just necessarily this quiet creature that doesn't express anything. No, it expresses very much, you know, when it's happy, when it's not happy, what it needs, right? It has no, there's no limitation and there's no feeling of boundaries on a baby to express when it's not happy with the situation, right? You could say about a human, like an adult, he might not express his emotions, but a baby, no one's going to say he doesn't express his emotions, yeah? Not like at the time of when, obviously, the baby is in the mother's stomach, or even when it's just born, right? right? Obviously, when it's just born, it also expresses, he cries, whatever, but the, the expression of, of emotions is very limited, to a, you know, a very limited scale. Because at that point, it's completely hidden, his midos. Right? But you know that we see that as babies start growing, you start to be able to interact with them much more. You smile at them, they smile back at you, you see their eyes, you see their there, right? They start to they start to carry on a relationship in a much greater way. the years of when he's nursing. That already you see the Midos Bizgalus in this baby. However, these midos are also natural midos. What does it mean, natural midos? Hainu, he explains. They are in the nature of the way this child was when he was born. And not that their bringing into being is coming from their intellect. In other words, what we see in a child is not based on its intellect for the most part. Hopefully, as he gets older and gets closer to 13, the intellect starts to kick in more. But as you see, when a baby or a child is very young, it just expresses its emotions. Now, every baby is different. Every child is different. 
Certain children are very quiet and, and meek and docile. Other child, children are very wild and rowdy and whatever. Some children are angry children. Some pe- children are very passive, happy children. Some people are, right? They're all, we see it in ourselves. There's a certain nature that this child was born with. It has nothing to do with what the child has developed or anything like that. This is just the way the child is. This child, you know, when they came out of the mother's stomach already, you know, this is, uh, this, chi- this kid is really, you know, difficult, let's say. And this kid is so simple, so kind, so nice, and so like, you know, giving to others. It's a nature. It's not that they learn through Hasidis and all of a sudden they've changed their midos. And now, no. The, the, the Nakuda here is, is to recognize in ourselves how much have we changed from our nature that we were born with. That's the question to ask ourselves, right? In other words, we're all born with a certain nature. Like if you go back to the beginning of Tanya, and a lot of this, I'm, I'm just going to digress for a second. A lot of this is a person needs to start to understand himself much more. We know in the first chapter of Tanya, he brings from Kabbalah, brings from Chaim Vital, the idea of the four elements, right? There are four elements, right? There's what's, what's the first one? Amen. Ash. Ash. What, now, what's Ash? Ash is fire. Ash is fire. It's the idea of anger, the idea of ego, arrogance, right? We're talking about from the negative side, right? You have water. What's water? Desire. Lust, desire, going after taivas, going after everything. Air? Yeah, just stop speaking. Da, 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 da. Boasting about himself, trying to like, you know, like uh, wants to be on Broadway, you know, type of thing. You know, I have to like prove myself that I'm like. And then you have Afar, which is depression and in particular, you know, laziness, which comes from depression, right? So a person is constructed of all these four elements. And it's normal to have a little bit of each of them because we do. We all have a little bit of each of them because we all have all of these four elements in ourselves. However, each person has a different mix. So for one person, he is has a lot of offer. So he's a very, like a depressed person by nature. He's heavy and depressed and lazy and it's difficult for him to get out of himself. So it's important to know that that's my, that's my nature. Another person, he's a baltaiva. He like, can't hold himself back from whatever taiva. Now, that's not to say that everyone has taivas, and everyone sometimes feels a little bit like, you know, lazy or whatever. But the question is, what's my nature? Another person, he's a fire person. Like, he's just, you know, he's so quick to, you know, jump down someone else's throat. And like, you know, right, he comes at it. So in understanding much more of what my nature is, right, that's how I was born. We could also understand how to fix those things. But it's not so easy because you can't say, uh, just fix it. In other words, there is no such thing as just fix it. You have to understand what you're fixing. The one person who is, for example, a more offer person, right, if you give him, right, the same thing that you give to a, let's say, a fire person, you're going to have a big problem. You know, it's a, it's a different, it's totally different style. So one person who is depressed, right, you need to give him things that are going to lift him up. Another person, right, if you try to give him things that are going to lift him up, he's just going to go up, up, and away. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't work that way. 
On the other hand, you know, you give this person who's just totally into desires and lusts and whatever, right? If you like try to like calm him down, well, if you give that type of medicine to the to the depressed person, well, you're going to get you know a very bad, very sick individual, right? So the point is first to try to understand what am I? Again, everyone has a little bit of everything, right? So don't think, oh, well, you know, I, no, everyone has a little bit. But there are definitely there are definitely energies in each one of us that are taking center stage. How do I know? Look at your life. Look at what you're getting into trouble with. Look at what's pulling you, right? By understanding what's pulling you from all these different directions, you could understand how to fix it, right? But there's a concept called fixing it. So the question is, how do I fix this? How am I going to go about fixing? Okay, so this is what he's saying here, that every person is born, right, with a certain nature to them. Every person. And you see it in a child. The child, you see it very clearly. This is the nature of this child. He's like in outer space half the day. It's not because he wants to be in outer space. That's just the way, he, this, is, this is how he was born. This child is like, everything's an issue. Every single thing, you know, he's like, oh my gosh. Uh, he only got uh, three ounces and not 3.1 ounces. You know, it's like, whatever it is, it's everything's an issue. You know, everything's a problem. Everything, right? Another kid is like ready, you know, it's like, you know, anything goes. Right? It's just, this is, this is in nature. So he says, so this, Not that these, these midos uh, are coming out from his seichel. Because by the anika, by the child, that's the, the nursing child, there is no seichel. There's no seichel that's coming in to, to play a role. It's only the nature alone. Mm-hmm. Right? So therefore, they, their whole construct in life is just going according to their nature. In bechesed, whether it's with chesed, or begvura, or begvura. They don't change. They're not changing at all. Wait, so all, all emotions that don't stem from seichel are not like proper? Oh, no. <clears throat> Reword that question. Yeah, I'm trying. Okay. If if the, if um if the motion is like the feelings don't stem from like the the seichel, then it's not like a it's like a different type of feeling, right? Like I don't know what that means. It's a different type of feeling. I, I what we're trying to say here is that everyone's born with bad midos, right? And the objective is those are not the objective, but those bad midos are what are knocking me down, causing me my problems in life. And as long as the animal is running the show, then I am not having the best life that I could possibly have. And I'm not accomplishing what I could accomplish in this world. And the objective is how to take the animal and bring him under control in order that I could direct the Midos in a much more uh, appropriate way, which will then enable me to have the most uh, you know, purposeful, happy, meaningful life. Yes. Two quick questions. Yeah. Memela. Memela automatically. Also, someone that's very hard, hard on themselves. What's which one would that be? It could be the depression person. It could be. It could be the offer. Could be. Yeah.
It's judgmental, but it could be also, it could be have it in, in, with anger. It could be the idea of fire. That he's, he's angry, with the, angry with everyone, angry, judgmental of himself, judgmental of others, you know. You have to see how it plays out. Um, However, there is meichin here also. Venikra meichin de yinika, and it's called the meichin of the yinika. Because through the nursing, the child, the, the baby becomes bigger. This is the idea of growing the midos, making them bigger. And it does come through the intellect. That's why it says that a woman has... Her chest is in the place of where Bina is. Because the objective is to cause the Meichin to come in to the Midos. That's what we're trying to do. To bring, to make bigger, to make stronger, to make uh, more mature the Midos. This is the idea of the Nika. It's a concept of called the maturing process. And this maturing process... Right is something that there are natural maturing things. Like for example, um, a person who is a three-year-old, right, will scream and yell and kick and whatever, and doesn't matter wh- what kind of impression they make on everything. By the time they're ten years old already, they may have like a little bit of a sense that if I throw a temper tantrum in the middle of my classroom, it probably won't be a good idea for me. Right. So this is not. This is a, an example of how the meichin are coming in to do something. They're not changing the midos, but at least he's becoming a little bit more mature in how to express himself, right? Or even when a person is 20 years old now, right? That he understands that he can't go around, you know, just punching the guy next to him, right? As much as he did that when he was five and six and seven, you know, and, and, and you know, he never learned to, you know, like, there's like kinds of like, even in kindergarten, right? The kids are biting each other. Well, there's, it's, by that time, they should know not to bite each other anymore. So if there's a kid that's still biting, it's a problem. Right, it, it, when they're in, you know, when they're two years old, it, it, three years old, it's much more natural. But hopefully, by the time they're five years old, they realize biting is not a good option of how to express my, uh, you know, my not my lack of appreciation for the other person. Right? Let's put it that way. Right? So this is all part of the natural process. There's a, what he's saying here is that there's basically we're going to be discussing two different things. There's a natural process which is. Um, just becoming a little bit more mature because it's based on, on age, you know, on your passport, uh, uh, you know, date, uh, let's put it like that. And then there's a development of the person. So obviously what we want to get to that point where we're developing, you know, that we want to have our meichin are going to be able to develop our midos. What? I was saying like the uh, it's still natural there. It's not, it's not like he's, he's using Satan more to change the reaction. Right. He's becoming more mature. Right. Bringing out that natural needles in him at certain right. proper time. Right, right, exactly. But that's the Seichel bringing them out. That's a you know what I mean? It's like the same mida. It's just that now it's a little bit more mature. But he hasn't really changed that mida of that need for that red metal thing. 
right? So he says like this, that we see that what? That the meichim make the midos bigger, like uh, more mature, like a baby. Right? This is what we just said. Like a baby that loves things that are like, you know, like very small. And he just goes after them. Like the most important thing for a little baby is, you know, like he wants this food or that food or whatever. Right? But as he gets bigger, he wants things that are more uh, adult wise. Like we said, the example of the toy car versus the actual car. Yeah, the all of this who mitzad haseichel. That's all coming from the seichel. The kasher seichel katan who mitavil advarim ktani, right? So, so when the seichel is small, so to speak, so his desires are for babyish things, right? Ktani ha'erech v'shemizgadol seichel mitavil advarim gedolim yoser. And when he gets bigger, right, he will define what he wants in a much more uh, developed way. But it's the same Mida. That's what he's trying to say here. In other words, he hasn't changed the Mida. What's happened is just that he has become bigger. Like, in other words, he's not going to go crazy for a lollipop when he is 15 years old. But when he's five, he will go crazy for that same lollipop. Right? That's just the difference of how he expresses himself. But it's the same Mida. Now he wants, uh, I don't know, whatever he wants. You know? But the same Taiva. Yeah? Taiva. Desire. Because the Midos, even though they're Tivim, right? So you could say, wait a minute, why should there be any change? This is his nature. So his nature should be that he should want the lollipop or he should want the little max box, uh, uh, matchbox car. However, the way uh, by a human being it's made is that they become, these midos become aroused through the, the recognition or the consciousness of the seichel. The mashim makir b'seichel should toivlo because what his seichel recognizes that this is good for me. B'zehu misayrer. That's what he gets aroused for. B'hakotin liyoshe hakaras aseichel hu b'dvarim ketanim and so by a child that his seichel recognizes little immature things like little knick-knack toys like you have over here, right, in the, in the cheder, right? They're giving out these little toys for the second grade, the third grade, the fourth grade. By the time they're in eighth grade, and, you know, they don't want those types of little toys anymore, right? Now they want bigger toys. Not that they don't want toys. They, they, they do want toys. But now the toy has now become a much more, uh, wow, what a toy, right? So therefore, they become aroused by them. So the more he gets older, and he recognizes things that are like, oh, this is much more geschmack for me. So therefore, he becomes much more developed in terms of his sense of taste of what he wants, right? So you're not going to have a, a, a six-year-old asking for a motorcycle, but you might have a 17-year-old asking for a motorcycle, right? For the six-year-old, he wants the toy motorcycle, or he wants, uh, you know, or maybe, he, you know, by the time he's 11, now he wants a, uh, one of those things, what are those things, those things that the kids ride on, that they have like a little uh, a scooter or something like that. But by the time he's 17, he doesn't want a scooter anymore, he wants a moped, you know? In other words, but it's the same thing. That's what I'm trying to bring out. The whole concept here is that he has not changed or developed his 
midos tivim, just that his midos tivim have become more refined. So you could have an adult who's 40 years old who needs to go to the most famous you know, French restaurant to taste this food and taste that food. And that. This is the same kid that was enjoying you know, I, you know, going to the ice cream parlor when he was 12 years old or when he was 13 years old. And the same, and the same kid now, and now, now this adult, he needs to have you know, this type of wine and this type of wine and this type of wine. He has a wine tasting you know, event. And it's the same thing. He hasn't changed. He's just become, now this is acceptable. It's acceptable for a 30-year-old to go to a wine-tasting thing as opposed to, uh, you know, necessarily going after, you know, all this candy. You don't really see adults usually eating candy, right? But it's the same taiva. The same thing has come forward. It's just that now this is much more in tune with his age. So we have to develop this more, but essentially what we're going with this is we're, we're trying to see the difference between, first and foremost, that we have the nat- natural midos that are born into us. And what we're saying about these natural midos is that they grow with us. But the midos themselves are the same midos just desiring different things. As opposed to what we want to get to is where I could actually develop my midos and change my midos. Right? That's already talking about what, what, what our aim is. And that our midos are not you know, flying me around. So at 12 years old, he's making, or at 10 years old, he's making a temper tantrum because he didn't get the ice cream he wanted. And at 20 years old, he's making a temper tantrum because he didn't, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, get the car, the wine that he wanted. And then at 30 years old, he gets a temper tantrum because of but the same temper tantrum. It may look a little bit different, but if you use the right binoculars, you'll see that it really is, hopefully I'm using binoculars for someone else's temper tantrum as opposed to a microscope, right? You'll see that it's the same exact thing. Yeah? To be continued in Mirza Hashem tomorrow.